0: and welcome to the abiding together podcast abiding together is a place where you can find connection rest and encouragement on your journey with jesus christ my name is sister miriam james heidland and every week i am joined by two of my dearest friends michelle benzinger and heather kim This podcast is born out of our friendship of sharing all kinds of things together—our walk with Christ, our insights, our joys, sorrows, tears, and laughter—and you are most welcome on the journey with us. If you're looking for a place to belong, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. If our podcast has blessed you, would you please consider financially supporting Abiding Together via Patreon? Patreon is a website where people can make donations to help keep the podcast going. And now that we at Abiding Together have an independent platform, we have a number of costs that go into creating the podcast and the high-quality content we offer, such as our website, design, tech support, staff, and other elements. Having an independent platform also allows us to explore and create new content for all of our listeners to enjoy, so thank you so much to all of you who are already donors. When you donate through our page on Patreon, you are able to donate any amount, $1 a month, $5 a month, $500 a month, or just a one-time offering. Abiding Together is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization, and donations are tax-deductible. So would you please prayerfully consider giving to Abiding Together? If you donate $15 or more per month, you become a tribe member, and you will receive a short individual video from Michelle, Heather, and I each month about a variety of topics. You can see all of the information on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash Abiding Together Podcast. So consider becoming a supporting member today and help us further the work of the Holy Spirit moving in and through this community. Together, we can do amazing things. We are so grateful for your support and may God bless you. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. If you listened to us last week, we started a little trilogy, a little Trinitarian series on the Trinity um, itself, on God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So last week, we talked about who God the Father is, and this week, we're going to talk about uh, who Jesus is. Um, Jesus as the high priest, the one who loves us, who brings us into intimacy with himself through the Holy Spirit to the Father. And um, we also might have to talk about maturity, because uh, Michelle just scolded me for singing Fleetwood Mac right before this podcast let totally. begin. So I don't even know how I feel about that. We're going to have to talk about our feelings right now, Michelle. I can't believe it.
1: Okay, y'all. We have been on the Skype call for almost <laughs> 55 minutes. We have to record a couple of episodes. And Sister is just like giddy. Like I don't know if she has just had too much coffee or kale or what the deal is. But then she just breaks out into song, which is cute. I mean, she's cute. Do you want to sing it for him, sister? Go ahead. Like, come on, serenade me. <laughs> no, I don't. Serenade I might... me, baby. Serenade me. The musical. Here we go. The musical?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, the, <laughs> binding
1: together the musical. You
0: know, so. I don't think that's a problem because clearly Heather was laughing. So Heather and I were giggling and laughing and I'm just singing Fleetwood Mac and then Michelle just interrupts us. is like, all right, girls, come on. I'm like, oh, mom, come on. Which, once know?
1: again, if I am the voice of maturity in the trio, something is wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. something is so wrong. Like, this is like opposite we day, help, obviously. People. So, oh. so much send help. help and so please sister I'm so help. sorry if you felt like I silenced your voice baby you sing you <laughs> sing your song loud you know make me proud you go yeah
0: if, so. if I burst into song during this podcast please, come on please don't hate the player hate the game all right so <laughs>
2: uh, Heather you got up early for us and our listeners we love you I think you for taking one for the team again again yes it seems to be my lot in life is getting up super mm-hmm. early but Seeing your lovely faces is a good incentive to get roll out of bed. (laughs) So it's nice to see you. Yeah, we just had an election here in Canada last night, and so we're all recovering and wiping the tears from our eyes. (laughs) But praise the Lord that He Mm -hmm, is still sovereign. mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. in the midst of all of whatever happens in the world... God is the sovereign one, and I'm glad we get to talk about him today.
1: Amen. Yeah.
0: Because the landslide will bring you down. <laughs> that's what? Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. All right. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you, Stevie. Michelle, how are you, dear, now that we've <laughs> we've mocked you sufficiently because we love Seriously. you? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, the abuse I <laughs> endure is
1: unbelievable. Uh, I'm great. I'm good. Sister and I have been both up for a while. Like uh, today, actually, yeah. we're disclosing in the day. This is actually St. John Paul II's feast day, is in a recording. So both of us oh, went, yeah, went to Mass early yes. this morning. And um, which mm-hmm. I had a great Mass, daily Mass. We had a guest priest. Not that Father James, I love my pastor. I just want to make sure he knows that. Yes, yes, are But so, of on my, of the priests in our diocese are on convocation this week. So we had a guest um, priest come in, and he did the best five minute homily. St. John Paul II, and he blended hmm. John Steinbeck, East of Eden, John Paul II, and grace abounds in five minutes. And I was like, whoa, what? you are amazing. And it was really powerful. And so his last- I love a good five-minute Oh my moments. gosh. And he said, the last thing he said, he goes, yes, it does say sin abounds. I mean, like sin is prevalent. He said, but the Father's grace abounds even more. Do you believe it? Mm. And then he just walked away. I was like- it. Mm. lay the gauntlet down. It was awesome. Boom. It was good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited, and I'm caffeinated, so I'm good. Heather, yeah, you two are
2: like little oh. energizer bunnies I this know. morning. I think out of the 55 minutes we've been meeting, you all talk for 50. <laughs> You're like
0: that could have happened, Heather. So, we can't really confirm nor deny that it could it have, could have happen. happened. Seriously, no, I
2: loved every minute of it. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway, yeah.
0: Well, we're going to talk about the Lord Jesus today. And um, because I just had to get in there just like that. Uh, We're going to start with our guiding quote. We have, um, like we talked about last week, we have really some real beautiful quotes from speaking of St. John Paul II and some really great quotes. But we're going to start this um, particular episode with uh, the letter to the Hebrews, where it says, We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. And so Christ Jesus, you know, sent from the Father to come and reconcile us to the Father, um, to, um, and he becomes, he's a man like us in all things but sin, speaking of um, what Michelle was talking about, sin, that he takes on our sin, he takes on our brokenness, he takes on our darkness to bring us into intimacy and to union with the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, um, I just one thing that I was really struck by. I, I think I mentioned my podcast the podcast last week that I was um, helping lead a healing retreat for sisters and Bob, Dr. Bob Schutz was the other a co-leader of the retreat and he was speaking about how Jesus brings Himself into every wound we have. That He comes into our hearts, He comes into the areas of where we feel isolated, and He comes to bring His communion into every single place that we experience that to to bring us to life there. And I was just you talk about sympathizing with our weaknesses. So you know when we talk about Christ, who Christ is. I mean there's a million ways directions we could go on this podcast but we're going to talk about Christ as the one who brings us into intimacy um the one the high priest the one who Reconciles us with the Father, but the one to which our hearts belong, right where we go and lay our head on our head on His heart, like Saint John the Beloved, and we find um, the deep desires satisfied and our deep heart for love um, healed and restored in Him. So, Heather, uh, when you talk about sympathizing with our weaknesses, Christ and just the reality, and I know I'm going to let you actually talk about the quote from Saint John Paul II because you said that this quote actually changed your life. And so, um, well, let's just talk about Christ and who Christ is to you, and especially in this area of John Paul II of of that opening. Of your heart uh, to the door of Christ, um, what? How would you kind of um, kind of explain to our listeners about your heart in that area?
2: Yeah, I mean, just in regards to weakness, um, I think just the fact that God decided to come as a little tiny baby is just <laughs> been very a very deep reflection and very impactful to be. And I think sometimes we. Just keep reading the story, you know, or we gloss over things, but what actually does that mean that God, the creator of the entire universe, came down as a totally vulnerable, naked little baby? Like that's how he showed up in our world, which that teaches me so much about who he is, like mm. his personality and who he is and his character, that he he comes like in utter weakness, that he's nothing to be afraid of. You know, he could have come like with dominance and like power and all of these things, but just the humility and the simplicity and the fragility that he mm-hmm. shows, like the vulnerability that he that he comes with has been so impactful um, because he's not someone to be afraid of, you know? And I think that for many of us, we, we fear God, like, and in, not in a good way. It's not like, you mm-hmm. know, a holy fear of God, but we are afraid. We're afraid that... That we, if we screw up where he's not gonna like our weakness, you know, that he's gonna be disgusted by by mm-hmm. our weakness. But actually, like when we read the scriptures, this is something that I love about Jesus is everywhere that there's weakness and brokenness and sin and anything, that's where he is. That's exactly where mm-hmm. he is every time. Like he's not on the outskirts and he's not watching it from a distance. He is right in there and actually touching with his hand the dead person. He is, mm-hmm. you know, like he is right in the middle of the mess. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, he's drawn there. That's exactly where he wants to go, um, which is incredibly healing for me because I, I desperately need a Savior to come in and not be mm-hmm. repulsed mm-hmm. by my weaknesses, but one who actually looks with so much tenderness upon those places in my heart and mm-hmm. has the power to heal it. You know, he doesn't just look and he's not just there with me. He actually has the power to heal it and change it and restore me um, So, yeah, Michelle, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think there's something about when you realize, like it says, you know, the beginning of John, he was the word Mm -hmm. made flesh. And so he's not some distant person. Like you said, he's not some deity in the sky. He is tangible. He is real, like flesh. That's real. Like he came so we can touch him, be close to him, be near him. I think that's the powerful thing about being Catholic and being a sacramental church, like we can, like he comes into us, like he is so tangible to us that he didn't want to leave us. You know, we're about to talk about the Holy Spirit in our next podcast after this one, where you know, where he says it's better that I leave, but then he leaves part of his body with us because he wants to be so close to us. He wants to be in our hearts and he wants to be in our lives. And so when we take away, like that, it, he isn't just this pie in the sky person and he's actually just this real presence in our life and he is tangible, then when we start to get to know who he is, and like we were just talking about God the Father, when you start to know his characteristics and his nature and his like and just even the names of Jesus, like Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, it means God is with us. You know, like I mean, I love in the New Testament it's all the different stories of all the different Um, Icons, he could be like a shepherd, a vine. Like I love that God has such a fun imagination. He presents himself in all these different areas, so he becomes real to us. You know, and I think we had talked about it before, like um, when we were doing the Chronicles of Narnia series, a little boy said to say C.S. Lewis, you know, he said, I'm so worried. I feel like I think I must love Aslan more than Mm -hmm. Jesus. And he said, Oh no, you can't. You know, he said, Aslan is Jesus, Mm -hmm. he's an archetype. Mm For Jesus, like, but that's who he is. He's this, like, in me. He's like the Lion of Judah. Like, so when I have that imagery of it, like, of him, like as Aslan, it brings us closer to him, and he makes he becomes more real and tangible in our lives. But when we know his nature and his characteristics, and that becomes real, then we can trust mm-hmm. his motives, and we can trust his intentions for our life, you know, and we can trust his love for us, which is what we need to live out in our lives, into the others, into him, and. Um, love always demands a response, Mm -hmm. or I think demand's not the right word. Love always invites a response Mm -hmm. because it's an invitation. Mm -hmm. It's not a Mm -hmm. demand. And so when you know who he is and his goodness and his love upon you, you just want to run full speed ahead into his arms, into his embrace, and just experience that tangible love. Mm -hmm. So what about you, sister?
0: Yeah, and I I like the quote that we have here on our working document um, from Pope Benedict, and he says, Being a Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. And I was considering, I was listening to, you know— John Henry Newman was canonized recently, and I was listening to um, one of Bishop Barron's podcasts on uh, Henry Newman's one of his greatest works called "The Grammar of Assent" and how, you know, what is really like the articulation of what makes somebody assent to something. Is it just an intellectual discourse where you have an intellectual argument where you can see the truth of it? and You say, "I assent to that," or is it something much more? And really, what he was saying is that John Henry Newman was saying there's a whole kind of milieu of of things that happen when we assent. It's it is an intellectual truth, it or you know what we perceive as truth, but it's also the interior reality of the human person. It is through emotion. It is through our experiences. It is through the society in which we live. Like there's this whole kind of things that happen that come together to to bring us to ascent. And so Christianity is not a philosophy. It's not just a a morality, you know, kind of a course of morality. It's it's an event with a person who is the way, the truth, and the life. And the more we encounter Christ as a person, and the more we encounter Him in that way, then He orders our life. He orders our life, so our life indeed, like Saint um, or Pope Benedict is saying, has a new horizon and a decisive direction. And so then, when that happens, it informs every part of our life. Like we talked about in our episode on the Eucharist, that if that's true, if that really is Jesus, and that orders everything, that changes everything. Um, So if this reality, if this walk with him is not about following a philosophy of a man who died 2,000 years ago, but instead it's an encounter, a daily ongoing encounter with somebody who's alive, well, that changes everything, you know? And so, and, and amen to that, you know, amen to that because it's easy, especially in certain kind of circles to kind of draw battle lines of this or that, and we kind of ended up like, you know, kind of firing artillery at one another, and we miss the whole point. We miss the whole point of what Christ is doing within us, that He's bringing all of us to truth, and He's bringing all of us to life, and He's bringing all of us to love, and all of us means to be transformed and converted unto um, the maturity of Himself, right? It, that's that's the whole call, is to come to love, to be like Christ, and that's what Christianity is. It's not behavior modification or sin management. It's a complete transformation unto glory, And that transformation happens Mm -hmm. because Christ is alive and He's resurrecting us. You know, the resurrected King is resurrecting Mm -hmm. me, and amen, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we have to ask ourselves the question, and not just once in our life, but, uh, you know, regularly, who is Jesus to me? Mm. Who is He? Is He just an idea, or is He just, like, an obligation, or... Is he just an accompaniment to the rest of my life, the actual big part of my life? Does he just come alongside like he's like, you know, a little side dish or something? Or who, who is he? Or is he the lover? Or is he the friend? Or is he, is he the king? But then there's also these false images that we have of God that he wants to shatter completely to reveal who he really is. Um, this quote by JP2 Uh, sister, that you mentioned earlier, just completely changed my life.
0: Yeah, I love that. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, he says,
2: It is Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. He's waiting for you when nothing else you find satisfies you. He is the beauty to which you are so attracted. It is he who provoked you with that thirst for fullness that will not let you settle for compromise. It is he who urges you to shed the masks of a false life. It is He who reads in your heart your most genuine choices, the choices that others try to stifle. It is Jesus who stirs you. It stirs in you the desire to do something great with your lives, the will to follow an ideal, the refusal to allow yourself to be ground down by mediocrity, and the courage to commit yourselves humbly and patiently to improving yourselves in society, making the world more human and more fraternal. Mm. Mm. I love everything about that. Mm, Me too. Everything about it. Because Jesus truly is everything. He is the answer to everything that we are dreaming of, our deepest desires, like all the things that go sideways in our life that start from an original good desire It is for Jesus, and He is the only one that can satisfy. And I think that's where we get afraid. Mm -hmm. You know, we get afraid that He's not going to satisfy, that He's not going to be enough. And these are lies that go way back to the garden, that God's not enough, that we have to go our own way and do our own thing. And I think we're desperately afraid of that, that when we have these desires for something powerful, for like a love that is intense and Mm -hmm. fierce and we think, well, that can't be found in God. Or we have desire for like, you know, just like an amazing life and we're afraid that God's not going to come through, that Jesus won't actually be who he says he is. Um, So I think, you know, the the invitation for all of us is, will we let Jesus actually satisfy all the desires of our heart? Will we let him be who he truly is? Mm -hmm. You know, and then I love that other part about like, Not being ground down by mediocrity. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a big thing for me. It's so, so easy to just slip into like, okay, I'll just settle. And Jesus is saying, I don't want you to settle in your life. Like, a Christian life is not about settling. And so many of us are living in a settled life. We've just settled. We've given up hope on certain things. You know, we've given up on certain desires. We've given up on, like, having a life to the full. But Jesus didn't come so that we could live a mediocre Mm -hmm. life. You know, He came for, for fullness, for like, for everything, for passion, for goodness, for all the things that we really, that we really want. Amen.
1: Yeah, and just piggybacking, um, piggybacking on both of what y'all were saying, and like Heather, you were saying, just like, okay, let's not settle for compromise or mediocrity, you know, and we do not earn God's love, but we have to put an effort into the relationship mm-hmm. it is a relationship oh, it is yep. give and receive yeah, so you have right. to put an effort in it and I really have been, like sister was saying early like I had not read John Henry Newman's writings before he was canonized and I was like hello where have you been my friend?" Mm-hmm. and he has this quote I actually have it as my screensaver on my phone it says with Christians a poetical view of things is a duty mm-hmm. we are bid to color all things with hues of faith to see a divine meaning in every event oh, but I so love I I know, I love that poetical view of things is a duty, like, and like, see it through the, you know, like, the color, the technicolor of our faith. Like, when we are, like, totally experiencing Christ— The world becomes technicolor. It is not bland. It is not mute. It is a beautiful technicolor world. But that also means that we have to pay attention. There is effort. It's not earning, there is effort. And so that is saying, like, okay, I need to get to know this man. Like, I need to get to know this Christ. You know, like, I need to pay attention. I feel like a lot of times in my world, when I am doing best or when I feel like I'm most connected either to Christ, to my husband, to my kids, to the people around me, is when I Pay attention when I am aware, you know, to what is going on. When I see the, like, when I have a lens of a poetical view, say, okay, who is the Lord to me right now? And Mm -hmm. really go deep in that, you know. Um, A lot of the girls that I form right now, one of the exercises that I'm making them do is like basically like an archetype or icon of who Jesus is. And I made them draw it out of a little basket or whatever. Mm -hmm. And for right now, it for me is He is shepherd. You know, so I've been in like Psalm 23, like the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you know, Mm -hmm. like he makes me lie down. And I've told you all this before, like he makes me say, lie down, rest, (sighs) you know, but what does a shepherd do? Like he provides, he protects, you know, and so like the Lord has just been really stirring on my heart. Like, what does it look like for the Lord to protect me? How do I need to let the Lord provide for me? You know, and so like he's a warrior, you know? Like and I think sometimes we think of Jesus and we see him in the statues or see him in these holy cards and we think that he is this mm-hmm. wimpy man. N- nothing from mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. lie. He is a warrior. He has provided. He has protected. And when you get to know him in these different Icons and archetypes in his character, then you start to just see him because you're aware mm-hmm. as these attributes in your own life, and it becomes real. It becomes mm-hmm. tangible, and he's inviting every single one of us to get to know him better. He is inexhaustible, like who he is. Like you cannot, like it, he is just unlimited. You know mm-hmm. his love, who mm-hmm. he is, the mystery, the adventure, the romance. Unlimited Jesus, yeah, mm-hmm. hey, funny. And he's yes, funny.
2: he's fun. Yeah. You know, like he has a personality. He's not Mm-mm. stoic. That that wouldn't be the fullness of a human person. You know, and he lived it fully. Yes, he's he's divine, obviously, but he was fully human. So, how many times must he have laughed his mm-hmm. guts out? with the disciples you know we don't think about jesus in these real ways but he is real he's a mm-hmm. real person with a face he has a body one day hopefully please god we're gonna see mm-hmm. that face you know we're gonna hug that body we're gonna touch him and be with him um and so i think often we don't think about him like that like what is his personality mm-hmm. like or like
1: in the passion like, what would he like have like at the passion when yeah. he's
2: splashing mary like when That's he so was right. like yeah, yeah. just
1: the, you know like you're like oh look how
2: cute he is you know, go <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. playful. I'm sure he was so mm-hmm. playful.
0: I just, yeah, you the two of you just right now, people are just gonna have to stop this podcast right now, just rewind it, because you guys are asking some really good questions. Those are such great questions. And for anybody who's asking themselves right now, A, how can I either come to know Christ or B, how can I how can I come to know him more deeply? The questions both that you both just laid out are profoundly growth-oriented questions of like what what's happening, like who is Christ to me? You know, what is his personality? Where is he? How is he manifesting himself to me right now? Like those are such great questions to lead us into areas of of deeper intimacy with him. And that's that's what he comes to, you know, where you talk about intimacy as being seen, you know, as being known, as being loved, as being understood. And Christ like we talked about um, in the episode a couple of times ago about you know, the religious life, that Christ understands us. Like he, un- he understands us. He understands us fully. And He reveals us, as John Paul II will often remind us from the Vatican II document, Gaudium et Spes, that it's Christ who, who reveals us to ourselves. So if we're looking to find out who we are, how many of us have had that question of like who am I? Like like what who am I anyway? Like what who am I? Like what is my story? What what is, you know, we find ourselves gazing who we find the revelation of who we truly are gazing in the face of Christ because he reveals who we are because he is he's the man fully alive. He's like like the quote says he's who we dream of when we have when we desire happiness. He's the beauty when we're attracted to something beautiful. It's really a facet of Christ's beauty. You know, when we're thirsting for for holiness or fullness or intimacy or life or when we want to hide behind our fig leaves, it's it's Christ who comes to to melt those things away so that we stand before him face to face and and to you know, the love does, love invites a response. And, you know, to not respond is a response. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so it's like that that journey of every day in our in our life of, you know, is my journey growing toward the, the Lord or away from the Lord? Is it growing toward intimacy? Is it growing toward home? Is it growing toward, you know, allowing the things that need to come to the surface to come to the surface? Or is it, is it going away? And we, we move back and forth throughout the day, do we not? I know my own journey. Like sometimes I run away and hide. Sometimes I come to the Lord. Sometimes I go and hide. So it's like this journey of the gradual process of restoration, but um, to really those are important questions. Those are really important questions that we can't afford not to ask ourselves in Christ and ask Him to reveal. And many times we don't know. Sometimes we just don't know. Those are, we all have places of poverty where these things happen to us, or we have mysteries of our own life we do not know, and those are very poor places, and we can sit right there and just ask the Lord, Lord, come sit with me here. Come sit with me here and reveal yourself to me so I know myself in you, because that's the most important truth, Right.
2: Yeah, and to to be willing to open up our heart in a vulnerable yeah. way with something that we desire from God. Like, we shouldn't be afraid to ask mm-hmm. Him for what mm-hmm. we need. It sounds so simple, like, oh, of course, I just ask Jesus for what I need. But I mean in the deep, deep yeah. places. Not like, oh, God, please let me get there on time. You know, please let mm-hmm. me not be late. Mm-hmm. Please let me not scream my head mm-hmm. off at my kids today. You know, yeah, we need Him in all things. Mm-hmm. Trust me. But um, But also the deeper questions, can we take some time to just go, okay— where am I really hurting right now in my life? Like for me, it's stability. Mm-hmm. Like I, a lot of things are in flux and in, and they're changing rapidly all the time. And so the place where Jesus is meeting me and ministering to me is in the fact that he doesn't leave, mm. that he's constant, that he stays, that his faithfulness is like a real thing. And so he's inviting me as I take time away to pray to go there with him. He's like, Heather, I just want you to experience that I'm safe and I'm stable mm. and you can rest here with me. And so I have to take time. Like that's not something you can just do when you're driving in your car. You have to actually sit yourself in his presence and let him minister to you. You know That's where the hustle yeah, ends. It's not true. <laughs> you just got to let mm-hmm. it go. Yeah,
1: Michelle? Yeah, I just think when we— it takes space it takes time mm-hmm. and it takes space and i think for all of us we have a million things that we could say that we're busy with but this is the most important thing this is the one thing mm-hmm. you know that we have to do is to really allow him to speak to our hearts and allow ourselves like we talked about with god the father the voice of the jesus voice of the trinity the voice of the holy spirit these are voices that are kind you know, mm-hmm. these are voices that are loving. These are voices that are tender. You know, these are voices that, um, like, radiate with just peace, you know? So if we don't have peace, then we go to the Prince of Peace, you know? If we don't, ha- you know, if we don't feel, like, stable, then we go to the one that roots us as the vine dresser or the gardener. You know, if we need someone to carry us, then we go to him as the shepherd. Like, who is he right now? What do we need from him? And he can handle our needs, Like he can handle us being needy. Mm -hmm. This is the one person that can handle us being needy. (laughs) And not only, and I love Mm -hmm. that he wants a relationship because so many times in scripture he would ask, What do you want? What do you need? Mm -hmm. Yes, it was always an invitation to relationship and it was always an invitation to answer what are the cries of your heart because he wants, like you said earlier, sister, he wants our hearts. Mm -hmm. He wants our hearts transformed, Mm -hmm. but he wants our hearts in relationship with him. So like for our dear listeners, to take that time and space and say, What do you need? And don't hide from the answer. Bring the answer Mm -hmm. to Him with, Mm -hmm. you know, it says we approach the throne of grace boldly. I'm just, you know, preaching to our people, go boldly, go big, go boldly to the throne of grace and bring it to Him. He's got it. He can handle it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would just wonder, dear listeners, as you listen, perhaps there's many things stirring in your heart and um, what the question what the question is of what the Lord's doing. So we're just going to, um, once again, before we move into our one thing, we're just going to just invite Heather just to lead us um, all into a prayer uh, with Jesus and just to open our hearts and just to see what he is saying to us uh, right now in our life. So dear Heather, you want to lead us in a prayer?
2: Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus, you are so good. Lord, I just ask that you would open our eyes and our hearts, our minds, to experience and see who you really are, that your light would shine through all of the false ideas that we have, and that we could see who you truly are, and that we could experience who you are in the deep places of our hearts. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would make a way where there seems to be no way. That you would bring life where there is places of brokenness and that need restoration. And that you would speak your truth into all the lies that are swirling around in our hearts, that you would settle us in your presence. We thank you for the gift of who you are and that you desire relationship with us. And so we want to respond to you, Jesus, with a yes. We want to say yes to you, to your invitation. And I just ask, Lord, that you would draw our listeners close to you and that they would know the deep, abiding love that you have for them. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Amen. May we journey with Christ, you know, in a very special way this week as we journey. So it's always hard to move from things like that. (laughs) Uh, So should we talk about our one thing for the week? Um, Michelle, would you like to share with our listeners your one thing? Yes. So of course
1: there's more than one but that's okay. Um, so finally 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 I one of the requests we get asked for most is books. Like what books? So we have I created an Amazon book page like a little shop front. Oh, so girl, we have our look books from our series, different books that I love, different books on topics. So I'll post the link to our Amazon page. Our um, it's actually for our nonprofit but that in the show notes with our suggestions, our different series that we have done as a podcast and all of that. My second one thing is okay, Heather, how do I say her name? Like I love that song from Bethel Oasis, but it's Kylie, how do I say her name? Kaylee, Kylie. Do you know?
2: I think it's Kaylee. Kaylee.
1: And so it is just so much fun. I love it. It is a great song. And she's just talking about how God is an oasis in her ecosystem. And just the whole thing is fun. And it's so innovative and just different. And I've been like playing it so loud in my house. And it just makes me happy. And so my kids came in and they're like, what is this? And I was like, oh, this is Bethel. Like, It doesn't sound like worship music. I was like, it sounds like fun. And so it just makes me joyful. So I love it. Um, but I'll post that. Heather, what about you?
2: Yeah, I have two songs as well. One fun, one a little more... like gentle, but they're both from the new uh, Hillsong Worship album called Awake. <clears throat> Hillsong has different groups, so you might not like Hillsong United, but Hillsong Worship is a compilation of a bunch of different worship leaders. A little more gentle uh, if you're if you're needing that. But uh, they have one song on this new album that is so fun called See the Light. Like it's really fun. Like it's going to get you bopping in your car if you're if you need that. And and we do need that. You know, like we need to have some fun. Um, with the Lord, too. And then there's another song on there called No One But You, which has just been such a beautiful worship song. Okay, that whole
1: album is amazing. Like, amazing.
2: All Um. right, the whole album. That's my one thing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay, the whole album.
2: (laughs) Just go for it. Yeah. Sister? Sister?
0: Oh my! Uh, one thing for the week is I mentioned it in passing in our episode on the scriptures, but I wanted to officially uh, just offer as my one thing the, a new study on Romans, st- speaking of Christ in the scriptures, St. Paul's letter to the Romans, and that's by Doctor. An- Doctor. Andrew Swafford and Jeff Cabins. Um, so they put together a really amazing. It's by Ascension Press. So many of you know, like we were um, working with Ascension Press as well. They produce a lot of wonderful things, and I wanted to certainly promote this. And so I'm just going to put the link up there where you can find that Bible study on uh, Paul's letter to the Romans. I think it comes with a video series as well and I just saw I just saw on social media that actually so Jeff Cavins and his wife and then Dr. Andrew Swafford and his wife Sarah which many of you know Sarah from his seat conferences and studio conferences and just a wonderful wonderful woman and Father Mike Schmitz are all going to the Holy Land next year. I'm like what? Like, can we all go along with that?
2: Yeah I saw that. I was
0: like can I jump <laughs> so in on I'll that? So I'll put that link on too if you guys I'll carry yeah, your if you want to go to the Holy Land with some <laughs> awesome people. Somebody take me in their carry on. I'll put that on too but um, yeah I just want to promote great things and and that, that Bible study on the letter to the Romans is wonderful, so that is my one thing for the week. So, dear friends, uh, may Christ encounter you in a very beautiful way this week, and may He speak to you of your deepest desires, for He loves you. May He bring you into deeper intimacy and speak to you uh, in the depths of your heart. Thank you for joining us this week, and until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? Could you also leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. All the show notes are in your podcast app, but if you'd like them emailed to you, you can go to our website at abidingtogetherpodcast.com and subscribe. On our website, you will also find all of our past episodes and information about various episodes. You can also join our private Facebook group and get in on the discussion and all the beautiful things that are happening there. We are so glad that you are on the journey with us. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you.